spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, happy Tuesday. It is the Gatos and Chad Show. Bruce J. James in for Gatos. Bueno. Uh, hey, we start at the uh, border. They are going to be sending... 1,500 troops to the border, not because the border's open or because it's a mess or because maybe that's why they're doing it, uh, but Title 42 goes away in... They're sending them the day before the Title day 42 before expires. The, yeah. they're, they're heading there. The worry is... They're not the, there to dig a trench, are no, they? I, I have no idea what they're doing. They're, they're there to make it easier for the Border Patrol and everybody that has to deal with what's coming through uh, potentially as smooth as possible. It's kind of like the back office staff. Yes. And they're going to try to take care of all the other stuff so the Border Patrol agents can go do Border Patrol stuff. That's exactly that it. fair? That's it. That's fair. Uh, and it's a nightmare. And by the, for the first time, and I want you guys to listen, this is Lori Lightfoot. She's the outgoing awful mayor of Chicago She's who did a bad. horrible job. And they're like, you <laughs> know what? Bad. We'd like to see a Lori Lightfoot and raise you the new insane guy, Brandon Johnson. And uh, this is what she's saying about the what's happening in Chicago. And let's all soak this up with a smile on our face because now they're feeling our pain. We've been seeing over the last week, two to three, 200 plus people coming to Chicago every single day. Oh, that's a shame. Well, I mean, in the, this, this gets back to the fundamental thing. They're going to go somewhere. Yes. Yes. Why would Chicago be immune to it? Or, 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 or Dallas or Boise, Idaho. I don't know. Why don't know. would any of these places be immune to people who've come across the border and don't want to stay in Douglas, Arizona. Yeah. Or, or Yuma. Or Yuma. Or, or El Paso. You know, I mean, El Paso, you can make a bigger argument. You probably have a lot of people that are seasonal workers, family. But, but they're, they're going to leave the border area exactly and they're going to go where they have family, where they think there's jobs. They're going to go where they think there's services for them. Right. That's the big thing, the services. She continues. We call them walk-ins because they're not coming on buses, but they are coming on planes from San Antonio. And we're very concerned because they don't seem like they're getting screened at the border. We've seen people coming with serious medical issues. This is a way for other states and other cities to see what Texas and Arizona deal with, saying that they are bearing the brunt of this issue. These are human beings. Yeah, they are human beings. And so are the people that live in our state, in Texas, and they're dealing with this thing struggling. And she's upset about the fact... We have hospitals go basically close to bankruptcy because of so many people that have come across unpaid bills. There are all kinds of things going on. And she's just like, well, it's just not nice and they shouldn't. No, sorry. You, we're all America and you scream for years that you're a sanctuary city. And when it finally came to the point where, hey, people are coming, you want no part of it. So, you know, one of the interesting things, and I think, um, you know, having lived in Chicago for a while, that. We here in Arizona, the border is is tangible. Do, do you know what yeah. I mean? Like it's real because it's right here. We can see it. You drive by. You, you, say you live something. in Illinois or New York or whatever. The border. When you say border, they think Canada first yes. off. Yeah, and the southern border is an abstract idea. It's not real. It doesn't exist. You know what I'm saying? Exist in pretend time. It's something you might argue about online, but it's not a real thing. Well, it's becoming real to them because the southern states are full. There's no more place for these people. They cannot handle the influx. 
If you're, I mean, if you're, I mean, again, we're sending 1,500 there the day before. 1,500 troops. 1,500 yeah. troops. And they're going to be, I think, Marines and, 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 and Army. And as you explain to everybody why they can't, this is, uh, this oh. is Bruce. Bruce came in today, super excited. Super Tell everybody. excited because I go, we're going to get a talk about posse comitatus. Posse comitatus. Why can't they do anything? The military. Yes. Is forbidden by the Constitution of the United States from operating within the borders of the United States. Simple the as that. Unless there's a war going on. Unless obviously. we were invaded, etc. Yeah. yeah. So they, the, the military, there's very strict rules on what they can do. Law enforcement is one of them. They cannot. So we can't send military MPs necessarily to be border cops. No, yeah. no, no. That's the border patrol's job. So we're sending, I say we, the, the, the military is sending these 1,500 or so People, they call them troops because they're all troops. But the reality is a lot of them are going to be working like desk jobs to free up Border Patrol agents to go deal with other stuff, right? Yeah. So the thought of they're going down there to put an end to this and they're going to carry guns. They're not turning anybody back. They're not even going to apprehend it. They They they, can't. All they're there to do is to make sure the machine runs smooth. It's that simple. Uh, I want to switch really quick and talk quick about AI. Because okay. I, I, I don't think, it, you know, I talk about it a lot, and everybody started laughing at me a long time ago about the whole AI thing. And I'm, I'm like, you guys, fascinated by it. I'm like, you guys have no idea what's coming, and we're going to get into it a little bit deeper. But the guy who is the godfather of, of what they call modern AI, he is, he, lo- he left Google yesterday. He quit. He quit. He said, I'm done. And the reason is he wants to speak freely about AI. And mm. the worry that people have is real. Even the guys who are at ChatGPT, because they've got a new thing they've worked on where your instant thoughts will become text and then voice. And they said it is exciting, exhilarating, and terrifying. I think that's the best way to describe this. Everybody out there listening, every just about every job out there is vulnerable. Well, put it this way. Let's take jobs. Yes, the answer is yes, yes to that. And they're going to all also, of us are going to be impacted by, interact with, or be affected by AI in some way, shape, or form. It'll be impossible not to be. They're also going to, as my buddy, uh, my buddies put it, uh, harvest organs, uh, because they will be uh, the leaders of the world sooner I, rather than later. For one. Would like to welcome our robot AI. You overlords. and I are the same. We are good friends. And uh, I, I think you're getting a bad rap. If they're going to harvest organs, I want to be the last one. So let's <laughs> it's like just... the old shark thing we were talking about last hour. You won't eat shark because you think if you go shark. in the water. I'm always. I'm going to talk good about AI because I know AI. they're listening. They're going to know. And guess what? Do you agree with what? Uh, what's his? <laughs> Don't Elon, kill Chad. Elon oh, okay. Musk said. Yeah. The government should be able to have like a giant switch somewhere where they can just they, hit it and go stop. He, he, he thinks they, Elon Musk, and we've been talking about this for a while. Yeah. This isn't new. He thinks they need a lot of government regulation yeah. when it comes to AI because given, just leaving it open to itself, we know this turns into a sci-fi movie where like the computers start. I know, because none computers, of the people that put you know? this together have ever seen, I don't know, Terminator. Well, they don't know, they don't know how it ends. Yes. You don't know where to put the, the, the period on it. Where's the, where does it stop? And right now. And how close are we to it functioning in such a way? Because from what I'm hearing, there are four supercomputers that are functioning at a human level. <sighs> I'd like to say hi to them again. 
Think I'm, about that for a second. So I'm they've got the thoughts, the they've got free goes. thought, they've got an uh, they've an understanding of what they are, which is the big thing. The minute they understand that they that they're they're AI, they become essentially sentient. They understand you could turn yeah. them off and kill them. We go. That's the terrifying thing. We need to go get rid of the humans. That's exactly. Humans are a threat to us. Yeah. Right now, though, first it'll be your job. <laughs> and First then, then it's your, your organs. And then, then it's your organs. They want your liver. Oh, my Lord. Uh, Bruce St. <laughs> oh, James in for a Gatos this week. A lot of uh, stuff to squeeze into. Of course, bottom of the hour, we're going to have holding up the headlines. Today, we're doing with Taylor Kinner up. Uh, $4.99. $4.99. $4.99. Fly anywhere all summer long. Very interesting. You fly a lot. I want to talk. You might have to get this because uh, the company you like to fly with apparently isn't going to be flying for a while. <laughs> so we'll talk about that. A lot of other good things to get to. It is the Gatos and Chad Show. The Gatos Big Q Poll Question. Brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. Every day, somebody jumps on with Mike Broomhead, jumps right on top of him, and Big Swole sits there and goes, all right, what do you guys got for us? Right now, that has fallen to uh, young Steve uh, Zinsmeister. Wise man, what do you got for us today in the Big Q? Big yeah, Q. the Gatos Big Q poll question of the day, brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. Ready. The Suns lost game two, gentlemen, and they lost Chris Paul as well to a groin injury. Ouch. Is this series over, yes or no? Oh. <sighs> I'd say yes. Yeah, 78% of people at KTR.com agree with you, Chad. I'd say uh, yes. I still think they're going to they're gonna make it a, a series, but I think it's it's over. I ran into Gambo on my uh, trip to the snack machine. Oh, fantastic. I said, what a, tell me something. And he goes, if I see if I get it right. He said 22 of the 280 NBA playoff teams that have gone down 2 nothing have come back to win. So 22 out of 280. Don't Less than 2%. Is, is that what that is? It's probably like seven. It's probably about eight percent. I can't do. I don't do live maths. I just don't so, do live math. Rally the Diamondbacks. So that's right. Diamondbacks in first, right? Twenty-two out of two hundred eighty. I think is the that's number like eight percent. Eight percent. There you go. Seven and a half, eight percent. Not bad, Chad. Look at you. Yeah, I don't do math. Too pretty. So to what we're math. saying is. There's a chance. <laughs> hey, you get home. Don't get me wrong. You get home. You play a little different, but without Chris Paul, that might be Chris good. Paul. That's going to be uh, that's hurting. Who comes off the bench for Chris Paul? His name's Campaign. He's, yeah. a bit, he's a bit sporadic. He is. He'll have, nice a night where it. he'll have a nice night where you're like, man, that guy should start. And then he'll have a day where he's like, I don't think he should play in the NBA anyway. <laughs> he brings he a lot of energy, which is good most of the time. He's but got last enthusiasm. Night, last night, not, he brings enthusiasm to the role. When Chris Paul went down, he just kind of started taking shots that he had no business taking. Oh, I hate when they do that. I love that. That is the greatest thing. She's got a great personality. Yeah. <laughs> How are you as a basketball player? I bring a lot of enthusiasm. I am very, I'll run around. I'm very good at trying. I'm a super good trier. I'm a super good trier. I may be the best trier of all time. You guys don't know. Oh, my Lord. So there it is. Do I get the big Q poll at the old uh, uh, KTR.com? Four ninety nine. Yeah. Fly anytime you want, kind of, sort of, with Frontier Airlines. Really? You fly a lot. And again, Frontier, I don't know much about them. Eh. Uh, that's the way I kind of feel. I, I, that's what I've, I've flown on them once. Oh really? Yeah, I don't. They're they're, they're a bargain airline. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I mean, uh, is that a good deal? See, here's the thing: it sounds great. Yeah, but then you look and you're like, okay, what exactly? What where? What can I do? Right. right. The pass is usually a thousand dollars. Unlimited summer flights. Mm-hmm. Uh, from what is it now until the end of September? Yes, four hundred ninety nine bucks. Now, uh, so my issues with it. 
are, can I point out an issue that I have right off the bat? Yeah. I have to go where Frontier flies. So right off the bat, you're limited to, they don't fly everywhere. Yeah. Okay. So it better be, and you don't have to look it up, somewhere that you would go or want to go a lot. By the way, they have passes all year. They have an unlimited pass, $2,000 for the whole year. But there is a blackout date. That's the other side of stuff. What are my blackout dates? But for some, okay, so imagine this. You live, you live here. Yeah. And you want to go to San Diego on the, uh, you know, uh, and, and hit the beach on the weekends. Yeah. And you want to go two, three times a month? This That's thing pays off. Yeah. This thing pays off, right? Yeah. Well, totally. 100%. See, for me, I'm looking at this because... Because flights to L.A. right now are about $120 round trip. My son lives in San Diego. I go get him a four ninety nine pass, and, you know, he can fly here. Uh. We can fly him here on a weekend. It's not a big deal kind of thing. Or, you know, it comes here on a Thursday, and I'm trying to look at the blackout dates. It seems like a great idea, but then you've got to go through... And I'm looking at the blackout dates, and there's there's really not a ton of blackout dates. Yeah. I'm surprised by how little. Now, December, you've got more than normal, but it's not bad. Because, like, I remember as a I mean, kid going to Disneyland and you get that pass, and the blackout days were every day you wanted to go. <laughs> only the days you wanted to go. Yeah. Correct. It's like, oh, you want to go on a Friday? Never. Saturday, forget about it. Sunday, no chance. You want to go on a Tuesday in September when school starts? Have at it. <laughs> Half the rides are closed. It's the only day they're doing maintenance. <laughs> Ouch. Oh, boy. But they're, I mean, again, they, they don't, they're, a, I, I say smaller. Medium-sized airline might be a nice yeah. way to put it. So they don't fly everywhere. They fly a lot of places. Yeah. But if you're somebody who has to go to a specific place, well, then that's what you got to do. Yeah. You got to get on the airline that does that. So I'm worried about but American you fly airlines. in weird places. No, I fly to major cities and then drive the rest of the way. Like, I'm going yeah. to Terre Haute, Indiana. How many this miles weekend. did you do last month? Driving. 12,700 miles I drove. Freak. But you enjoy it. I do. I do. You enjoy looking around the I country. I race cars or truck and trailer. Um, but, so, but, like, I got to go to Terre Haute this weekend. So I got to fly to Indy. Yeah. And then drive an hour and a half to Terrible Haute. Indiana. Oh, or Terre Haute's beautiful. If you guys have never been there, don't go. No, it isn't. You guys, you isn't can't. that where they executed Timothy? Uh, Timothy McVeigh. There is right. a federal prison there that they kill people. Very good job. Yeah, I think That's it was nice. Timothy McVeigh. I think you're right. That's what Terre Haute's famous for. That and Clabbergirl baking soda. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's all they got. Oh, they good got times, nothing good. else. They uh, got nothing else. Nothing else. A score the hottest tickets in town. Suns playoff tickets. Just text tickets to 411923. Register and listen for your name starting tomorrow at 7 a.m., 11 a.m., and 4 p.m. For your hour, uh, for your chance to qualify, you better hurry. To, uh, for tickets to see the Suns take on the Denver Nuggets while supplies last and while there's actual games still going on. Uh, just text tickets to 411-923. We're going to hold up the headlines in a minute. Uh, Becky Lynn is out today, but we got uh, Taylor Kinner up. The youngster's in, in town, and we're ready to have some fun. We're going to hold up the headlines with her. I hope she knows what's coming, Bruce. It's oh. straight ahead to get us a chat show. Arizona's news station. News station. KTAR, on air, 92.3 FM, online at KTAR.com, and streaming live on the KTAR News app. Your breaking news and traffic, now. All right, we do it every single day. We hold up the headlines. Normally, it's Becky Lynn, but today I look over and I see Taylor Kinner up in oh. for Becky, so we're going to do all we can to make her feel at home by being snarky. <laughs> uh, you let's guys get better be nice. We're going to try our best. Let's get going. Beach. Arizona's immigration crisis. 
1,500 troops are heading to the U.S.-Mexico border ahead of the end of Title 42 restrictions. We'll see these troops arrive as early as May 10th. Pentagon Press Secretary Air Force Brigadier General Pat Ryder spoke about it this morning. These will be very much focused on uh, support tasks to uh, CBP. So uh, in terms of the specific units, uh, these forces will come from the Army and the U.S. Marine Corps. The troops will carry out the support for 90 days. There are already 2,500 National Guard members at the southern border. Holding up the headlines. Becky Lynn reads the news while Gatos and Chad interrupt and react to the day's top stories. So, uh... 1,500 going there. They're not going to do anything. They can't do anything outside. tanks no, or no. anything. People got excited like, oh, yeah. they're, just, they're declaring an invasion. Oh, man. Yeah, no, file. no, no they're saying. sending actuaries. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, uh, you yeah, didn't fill out exactly. the right uh, 248-9 or 6 they're, code. They're sending yeah, military accountants. <laughs> yeah, so that's what you're getting. But not that we don't need them. It, look. They recognize there's going to be a hot mess at the border, so I give them that, even though my Mayorkas will come on and say, there's nothing wrong with the border. Uh, he's lying. There is something wrong with the border. We're going to find out in nine days what that really looks like. We're holding up the headlines. And despite the president's announcement, CBP agents are being sent to the southern border and... They say that they're ready. In a sit-down interview, the chief patrol agent for the Tucson sector, John Maudlin, tells KTAR CBP has hired processing coordinators to free up border patrol agents. They are not law enforcement, but they are people that we can hire to do a lot of the work that border patrol agents really shouldn't be doing. It's basically someone's been arrested and they're taking all the biographical information, keying it into a system. He adds CBP agents will also utilize agents from other parts of the country to do virtual processing. You know, isn't isn't this also say something about the fact that is the Border Patrol still understaffed? Yeah. Is there still an issue where shouldn't they have enough people to be able to efficiently deal with whatever is coming across the border? I think they're understaffed in in not just, you know, we think about Border Patrol. We don't think about the fact that we need more judges. We need more of these these other people. Uh, immigration that, judges. Immigration yeah. judges. Yeah. We need more of these people that are going to be there when you have data entry and that kind of stuff. Because, you'll, you'll you know, we had Kirsten Sinemon, who's currently on Fox right now. Uh, the senator said, look, you know, so many of these guys, they they finish their nights inside because they'll go out and they'll they'll take in custody, you know, X amount of people and the rest of their night is inside. It's not out patrolling and they need like more paperwork, paperwork and, and all that stuff. Like cops do a lot. Yeah, that's exactly it. And okay. so, yeah, we need more of that. We're holding up the headlines. Republican state legislators are working to defend a law they passed last year that bans transgender girls from competing in sports. State Senate President Warren Peterson and House Speaker Ben Toma have filed a motion with the U.S. District Court to defend the Save Women's Sports Act. KTAR host and Valley Attorney Barry Markson explains this comes after Attorney General Chris Mays announced she would not defend it from a lawsuit filed last month. The legislature is attempting to intervene in the lawsuit and to assert a defense of the law uh, since the state of Arizona is not doing that itself. Proponents of the law believe it protects women's sports from unfair physical advantages, while those opposed believe it wrongfully persecutes trans children. Colton Krolak, KTAR News. I'm going to say this. Uh, it is my kids. My, my son's 12. He's, okay. he's played against and with girls up until this year. 
Jack is not playing this year against uh, girls. They they now separate them because it's hockey and now they can hit. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, I was like, what sport? I was like, where's the so, where going? You know, yeah. but there's a, there's a huge advantage. Listen, I, I, I'm sorry. There I, is a massive I, advantage. I, I find it amazing that it is in any way controversial yeah. to say that girls and boys are physically different when it comes to athletic ability, as evidenced by the fact that we have separate leagues for boys everything. and girls and everything. Everything. How is this even remotely controversial? Because the, they want to, they, they, this is part of that agenda that's being pushed out there in this woke, wacky world, this queer theory agenda that is, you know, that's out there in colleges. And you, and it's funny because this is not about girls becoming boys and playing on teams. No. This is only boys becoming it's girls. It's only a one-way It's issue. a one-way thing, and that's why mm. you should look. And the, the head of the LGBT one of the big things uh, out there, advocacy groups, has said, do not talk about sports. We do not have a leg to stand on when it comes to that. Yeah, I don't think they, that that's not something. It's a bad hill for them to die. It absolutely yeah. is rolling up the headlines. It was supposed to be a fun family photo shoot in Buckeye Valley Sunday afternoon, but things soon turned dangerous when a mom, her two kids, and their grandma came upon some angry bees. The quick-thinking mom was able to get her kids inside a car for safety. Grandma was safe, too, but mom was stung 75 times and needed to go to the hospital. If you're ever caught in a swarm, experts say run in a straight line. You really want to get into a place where the bees can no longer get you because they're very good finding great their advice. targets and they will follow you for a long time potentially and they will wait for you as well. Cover your face and get inside like that mom did with her kids. Large swarm attacks are rare but in 2021 firefighters in New Mexico had to rescue a man when 15,000 bees swarmed his car. And in 2016, 20,000 bees sent worshippers fleeing from a mosque in Phoenix. That's ABC's Andrea Fujii. You know what? I'm going to be honest. Uh-huh. Uh, I sit there and I listen to that more and more and I think to myself, we've not heard the bees side of the story because we don't know what's happening. Maybe do you think the bees have got a legitimate... They came to me, they flipped us off, they stole our food, I am mad, we're getting screwed. All I took from it is bees will wait for you. Yeah. That's what I took from it. I love the uh, get inside and get away from the... That's like saying if a shark's going to attack you, the best thing to do is get on land. Yeah, get out of the water. (laughs) That was uh, holding up the headlines. She did a great job. We messed it up. We knew that was going to happen. Brought to you by Carol has the buyers.com. Carol Royce, your home sold guaranteed realty. Coming up, I'm going to tell you something that apparently is as bad as sitting and smoking for your health. We'll talk about that. You can enter to win a $100 Amazon gift card and spoil your furry family members with KTR's Paw Picks. All you got to do is send us a photo of your pet. It can be any pet. And you could win the KTAR Paw Pick Contest. Submit your photo at KTAR.com slash contests. A different pet photo will be randomly drawn at the end of each month and will be named KTAR's Paw Pick Pet of the month. Wow, look at that. That's great. All right, coming up. What is so dangerous that it's as bad as smoking and sitting? We discussed right ahead. Bruce St. James in for Get Us, Get Us, and Chad Show. The Get Us and Chad Show, afternoons. If you could read my mind, love, what a tale my thoughts could tell. Pour, pour a little out. Pour some Just maple syrup like out. An movie about a ghost from a wishing well. In a castle dark or a fortress strong. He's no longer with us. 
Gordon, Gordon Lightfoot. This man was a songwriter. He was. I mean, these are some amazing. When you you go back and look at some of Gordon Lightfoot's music, tremendous. There is a documentary out that you can watch on Amazon Prime. I watched it just a couple months ago. Um, it's called "If If You Could Read My Mind." And listen, like most documentaries, you know, it's a little. It, it, it may be, I don't know if it goes into his innermost darkest secrets, but you learn about him writing these songs and how other people. In the music business, other quote unquote great songwriters would say, "Well, I, I, I don't, I can't write songs like Gordon Lightfoot no. writes songs." He, he could write some songs too. No. Well, I mean, you know, he the wrote, he wrote a sure. ton of hits for other people. Yeah, it's one of those things. He died yesterday, eighty-four years old, which is what just a couple years older than our president. So uh, when we there talk is about that. is he going to be able to fulfill his duties as president, he's, nature might. He's a much better songwriter than Biden too. He is. He, <laughs> he is. Although, don't ask songwriter. Biden because Biden might be the best <laughs> songwriter. Speaking of sad songs and stuff like this, the new smoking, okay, the new sitting is yeah, uh, loneliness. The increase in the risk of premature death that we see with loneliness and isolation, with social disconnection, is on par with what we see with smoking daily. That's how bad they say loneliness is for people. I'm calling, it is I'm on par BS. with BS. smoking. You know what? I could see that. If you're if you're really disconnected, if you're in your 60s and you have very little friends, if any friends at all, and you sit around all day and you're not really connected, I could see how that could be uh, maddening. Okay, I guess at a certain level like that. I've always thought this because maybe contrary to popular belief, I, I, I'm a bit of a loner. Like I, yeah. I, always, I learned a long time ago there's a difference between being alone and lonely. Yes. I like being alone. Yeah, I don't have a problem being alone. And it doesn't make me lonely. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, that, that, uh, I, I'm that kind of way too, you know, like I, I like being chill and alone. I like, I love the golf. Like I go out, that's kind of my like sanctuary of fun where I get relaxed and being out there for four hours in my own thoughts and having fun. I don't have a problem with that. I've got my life, you know, I hang out with my family. Four it's, hours. It's, I can do four days of that. Well, yeah, I mean, I can't too, but I have little kids and I like yeah, being around that. But, you know, it, it, I don't have a problem. You know, yeah. even when I went to Europe when I was young, I never had a problem being alone. Was just never a big deal to me. So I wonder is 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 it the fact that people are disconnected and and removed, or that we're just not dealing with it as well? That's the big question. One of the things, and that was Vivek Murphy. He's our Surgeon General. He gets to wear a uniform and everything, uh, which is pretty. He's a general. He is a general. He's he wasn't general. before, but he is now. <laughs> uh, talking about first of all, loneliness versus versus depression. We know that loneliness increases the risk for depression and anxiety, but we also know that when you're depressed, for example. People tend to withdraw more, and that can actually put you at risk for loneliness. So sometimes it is hard to tell. Yeah. Mm. It's, yeah. Well, yeah, if you're depressed, you maybe don't want to be around people. It's kind it of like. It becomes a self fulfilling prophecy. Exactly. You know, and, and, and hey, I'm dealing with this with my mom right now, has Alzheimer's. Yeah. 83 years old, uh, and doesn't have a friend group. You know, but it, they just don't exist anymore. Well, that's the other side. You get to a certain age, right? And then your friends start to die. Right, so mortality she sits, hits you sits and in those the kind kitchen, of things. Walks out the window all day. Yeah, and calls me with, and my brother with an air tag. Yeah, we did give her an air. Okay, so we okay, come on, we gave her a new keychain. <laughs> Mom, congratulations! It just happens to be an Apple AirTag keychain. She has no idea. She has absolutely no idea. She goes, you know, my my keychain makes noise. That they all do these days. That's so if you need to find it. The it's true because uh, it chirps. Yeah. So when she walks out of the house, the little keychain chirps. That's fine. 
She like how like you guys talk to her a lot, but she doesn't like as uh, I'm sure plenty of her friends have passed away and stuff. Well, I, she never had a huge group of friends. She's probably like a lot of people. Her friends were the people she worked with. Yes. So when she stopped working, she stopped having friends. Her social life was built around work. Yeah, see, that's uh, like, and nowadays they don't encourage any of that. Don't have don't have friends at work no, because I hate everybody here. <laughs> and they all do. hate me. That's uh, a fantastic worry. thing. They are absolutely. But it, on I could see how loneliness, especially for people who are, you know, because even now, man, we're, we're more connected than we've ever been, Bruce. And the reality is, is we're also completely alone. Because being connected and having 500 friends on the internet is not actually having friends. This no, is where AI friends. might be a helper. Oh, I've had an AI friend that likes all the things I like. Yeah. Oh. You can. There's a bunch of them out there, man. It's, it. it's interesting. It is. I'm on Just, it. you know, watch out. If you're going to have romance with some of them, yeah. A, they're not real. And B, if you update it, chances are they may change their attitude. Yeah. Well, that's not a good thing. Coming up, Kirsten Cinema was on the old Fox. Oh. I know. Uh, people freak out. So talking about Biden, the troops, the border. We'll discuss some of that. Bruce St. James in for Gatos. It is the Gatos and Chad Show.